Peace and gentlemen, Nick Mo Cedar here. Welcome back to the Nick Mo Cedar channel. You guys are watching the Nick Mo Cedar show. Okay, I know that's a narcissistic introduction, but it's what we've got. Okay, so I got a big show for you guys. We are going to talk about two major stories here. Well, I don't know if they're major stories, but they're stories and they're worthy of our attention. So we're going to talk about the fact that the GOP is once again being a bunch of cucks. I know, surprise, surprise. But it's true, including Don Jr., who I'm actually a big fan of, and I agree with most of the time. But he's given some, he's he's given a very, very bad take here, and I'm sure you're aware of what we're talking about. Um, I'm actually pretty disappointed in Don Jr., Um, and we're going to talk about that in detail. We're also going to talk about the fact that this, this super PAC that's backing DeSantis launched its first political ad last week, viciously attacking Trump on the Second Amendment. Uh, And this is a bold move, Cotton, and it definitely marks an escalation in the war between Trump and DeSantis. Now, a lot of people think that DeSantis is going to back down because of his polling numbers, whereas I, on the other hand, think otherwise. I think the writing's on the wall. Uh, there's, There's been over $30 million contributed to PACs backing DeSantis, and let's just say, those people that gave those millions of dollars, they didn't give it to DeSantis for him not to run, okay? So I think what's happening here is now DeSantis is, while he's still running a shadow campaign because he hasn't announced yet, he's clearly going on the offensive because the strategy he's been utilizing thus far is not working. Now, before we get into the stories, be sure to smash that rumble button and check out MyPillow.com. Because right now, we still have a pretty big sale going on on the Giza sheets. You can buy one, get one free, and these things will make your dreams come true. Okay? Mike Lindell is the sleep king. He's a great patriot. And uh, when you use promo code Nick at MyPillow.com, you can save a ton of money, not just on the Giza sheets, but also the MyPillow 2.0, which is a revolutionary technology which is sweeping the nation. There's also the My Mattress Topper 2.0. both of those are still buy one, get one free. And that's only going to last for so long, I imagine, you know, with, with the fact that these products are new. Right now, there's a great deal going on. If you haven't gotten your MyPillow 2.0 yet, then definitely go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code Nick, save a ton of money, and support great patriots. Okay, so let's talk about, I guess, the, the main story or the first story. We're going to talk about this Bud Light situation and the GOP uh, including Don Jr., just basically throwing principles out the window in the name of profit, which is, again, very, very disappointing, but not so surprising from the GOP, but a little more surprising from Don Jr. Now, those of you that watch this show regularly, you know that to date, I haven't said two words about this situation apart from a couple tweets. You know, I've tweeted about it a couple times, but that doesn't really count because it only takes like two seconds. Uh, for the most part, on my shows, I haven't talked about this Bud Light uh, tranny situation, nor have I talked about the boycott. And the reason is simple. And it's because, I, for one, everybody else is talking about it to the point where it's gotten a little played out and a little boring, to be honest with you. I'm sick of hearing about it. Despite the fact that it is an important issue, uh, I think there's plenty of other pundits that have made that their primary focus over the past two weeks but also because I feel that there's plenty of other more pressing situations 
that demand our attention. Uh, for, for, for instance, the Pentagon leaks. You know, while everybody's... I mean, they are talking about it, but they're talking about the identity of the leaker and the logistics of how he obtained this these classified documents uh, while being like a low-ranking air guardsman that's, you know... He's at reserves. He's in reserves. So he, he only works like three days a month. And it's basically impossible. You know, Cash Patel says he wasn't working alone. This is impossible. And people are focusing on the nature of how that information was obtained and the identity of the leaker. But very few people are focusing on the actual leak itself and the contents of the, these documents. We've recently learned that there's troops on the ground in Ukraine to which Biden has deployed but not notified congress whatsoever and the entire narrative that we've been told about the the conflict is a bold-faced lie ukraine is getting their ass kicked the casualties the numbers that we're being told it's all a lie okay but yet we're we're, we're sending a hundred billion dollars to ukraine a war which is obviously unwinnable and we're destroying our own country and our currency in the process and very few people are talking about the real important uh, details here that we've been lied to. You know, that Biden has committed an impeachable offense, treason, really. Well, I don't know if it's treason, but let's just call it treason for hy- hyperbolic effect. Treason. We know the man's guilty of treason, okay? For, for a number of reasons. So we can call him a treasonous traitor. Um, but, you know, and uh, there's, there's plenty of stories that demand our attention. That... The, the Restrict Act, the fact that elections are stolen and virtually nobody's doing anything about it, and we're, we're talking about Trump versus DeSantis and all this nonsense, which really is meaningless if we don't have fair elections. Um, so that's why I have kind of overlooked this Bud Light situation, but let's be honest, okay? It's a pretty slow news day. So I've decided to take this opportunity to weigh in on the fact that the GOP and Don Jr. have decided to completely go against the people that are fighting all this woke nonsense and put profit over principle and called for an end to the boycott. The boycott, which has obviously been largely successful. $7 billion. This company's been hit for $7 billion in a matter of weeks. And this is a company that... Uh, appeals predominantly to conservatives, right? They spit in everybody's faces. And the people have rised up. Who knew that it would be a beer company that would that would get the people to rise up and take a stand and say enough is enough? You know, we don't care about Disney. But when you come for our beer, that's when that's when we've had enough, right? And and by the way, uh just to pat myself on the back here. I've been boycotting Anheuser-Busch for over nine years now. Actually, longer than that, because I've, I've been completely clean and sober for nine years. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. But I used to. Okay? And back in, back in the day, I drank a little Bud Light. More so Budweiser and, you know, uh, Natty Light. The, we, we, we would call it piss water. You know? We drank piss water back then. But since I have been clean and sober, I have been, uh, as a result, boycotting all the beer companies all at once. 
Okay, so I just wanted to pat myself on the back there. So I, I was I was way ahead of you guys. All right, but anyways, let's get back to the the point. So here we have yet another installment of the GOP being a bunch of pussies. Excuse my language, but that's what they are. I mean, they should change their name from the grand old party to the grand old pussies, because that's what they are. Proving to everybody that they have no principles, and they, they'll sell out their soul for a nickel. Okay, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, let's go ahead and pull up the story. Okay, so, GOP quietly backs off attacking Bud Light, its own major donor. The National Republican Congressional Committee quietly deleted a fundraising page Saturday that took aim at one of its largest donors, the parent company of Bud Light. On Saturday morning, the powerful committee that provides support to Republican congressional campaigns blasted out a tweet calling for supporters to donate to the NRCC and in exchange be given a custom drink koozie. So it was an ad campaign. They, they, they tried to use the momentum of this situation to raise money. And they, they bashed Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light. And they said, donate to the RNCC. And when you do, you'll get a koozie that says, thanks to Dylan Mulvaney, we can finally admit that Bud Light tastes like water. And that's not even accurate. It tastes like piss. And they said, with our new koozies, you can make sure no one confuses Bud Light with real beer ever again. Okay, so that was their bold statement, right? Sticking it to the woke mob. Sticking it to the corporation that spat in the face of everybody and appropriated women and insulted women everywhere. Pretending that this little tranny boy is an actual female. And furthering the agenda of the communist regime, which seeks to destroy all of our social norms, our cultural values, our um, society as a whole. They're sticking it to the man, offering a koozie, right? But here's the thing. Shortly after it was posted, around 9.30 a.m., the tweet was taken down. Later on Saturday afternoon, the corresponding fundraising page was also nixed. So this is like within moments. And the decision to reverse course is almost certainly a reaction to the reality that the parent company behind Bud Light is a major donor to the group and comes after Donald Trump Jr. urged an end to the boycott of the conservative-leaning beer. In the 2022 cycle alone, Anheuser-Busch and its employees gave the NRCC $464,505. So they're basically saying Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, public service announcement about this is what led them to reverse course. Um, let me see if we're actually live. I forgot to check that. Yeah, we're live. Not a lot of people here, but oh well. So, here's the thing. What does this tell you? What this tells you is that the GOP was right there with you. You know, trashing Bud Light. Saying we need to stand up for our conservative values and stick it to these companies that decide to go woke. You know, go woke, go broke. But as soon as they realize that they might lose a little bit of money, all of a sudden, now... They think all you guys boycotting are a little bit too harsh, you know? They go from mocking the company to, two seconds later, defending the company. Do you see how that proves that the GOP is weak and has absolutely no principles whatsoever? I mean, what does it matter whether or not the company contributes to Republicans? What happened to 
principle. What happened to values? And by the way, where do they think this money comes from? It came from the consumers that they just that that Anheuser Busch just betrayed. Okay? They just told you they don't support this demographic anymore. And chances are in the next election cycle, they're probably going to be donating heavily Democrat. Don't you think? Regardless of what they did in the past election cycles, they've clearly sold their souls to the radical left. So to defend this company, you know, or back down and say we shouldn't boycott is absolute stupidity. And we can always count on the Republicans to uh, snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory here because they had an opportunity. You know, they had an opportunity to raise 10 times more money if they had just kept the damn donation page up and kept selling those koozies, they probably could have made a good amount of money. You know, what what would have happened if people saw, hey, wait a second, Anheuser-Busch donated a lot of money to the RNCC, but yet here's the RNCC standing on principle and continuing to call out this BS despite the fact that they're biting the hand that feeds them. All right, we would all rally support and say, wow, that's not something you normally see from Republicans. So actually, you know, uh, how about I take all this money I'm saving on beer and contribute it to the RNCC, right? We would we would have raised more money for them than they ever could have received from our, the Anheuser-Busch, right? Yeah, Spirit Wolf Russell says, not only that, Nick, what happened to morals? Right, morals, values, principles, all of all of the above, you know? These people are stupid bastards, man. And I swear this is why we lose. The Look, think about it. The whole reason that these companies, why uh, specifically this beer company, the whole reason that they, they, they put the tranny on the beer can is because the left is willing to burn down cities and police stations and courthouses if you don't acquiesce to their nonsense. If you don't enable their mental illness they're willing to go to any extreme to push their agenda so these companies they acquiesce because they know all right who do i want to deal with the republicans that are going to act like a bunch of pussies or the democrats that will literally you know root uh riot and loot and burn down buildings and kill people for their cause. Right? The Republicans are like, hey, you know, if you just throw uh, 30 shekels our way, then we'll just throw all our principles out the window and ignore it and enable it. Because we have no spine, you know? And that's why you get what you get. And by the way, why are we acting like 500000 to them in, in one election cycle is, is a lot? That's half a million dollars. You're telling me that's all it takes? You're telling me... They're acting like this is a crazy amount of money that they can't afford to lose. When literally George Soros gave a million dollars to Alvin Bragg, a district attorney in New York. A million dollars to one district attorney. This is a... the, the, The RNCC is like a gigantic pack that contributes to all the, you know, congressional candidates... A bunch of them. So $500,000. Dude, this is retarded. They act like this is a crazy amount of money. You know? 
And again, if they would have just stuck to their guns and stood with the people, they would raise 10 times as much money. Just leave the damn donation page up with the koozies. Now, let's this is but this is not surprising from from the GOP. Okay? But let's talk about Don Jr. Okay? And again, I have been largely supportive of Don Jr. Um I don't think this is a reason to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It may cause me to take a second look at some of the things he says in the future. But uh, at the end of the day, this is just a horrible, pay, uh, horrible take from Don Jr. Okay, so this all started when Don Jr. went on a Rumble live stream and defended Anheuser-Busch calling for an end to the boycott. And I pulled the clip, and we're going to play the clip, and I'm, I'm going to pause it intermittently and give a little commentary. It's only a couple minutes, in case you haven't seen it yet. Okay, here we go. Let me turn the volume all the way up, make sure you can hear. Quick rundown of the top headlines. Okay, we've all seen the backlash that Budweiser is facing over the trans marketing scheme. The internet melted down over Bud Light's marketing engagement with transgender internet celebrity named Dylan Mulvaney. Probably, like, the biggest person, like, celebrity paid spokesperson in the world right now, and no one understands or could fathom why, especially for female brands like Nike sports bras. That's the world in which we live today. But, guys, people are pissed, and justifiably so. Anheuser-Busch is an iconic American company. This is Budweiser, you know, with the Clydesdales and with the football and bald eagles and, you know, the Bud Bowl and, like, real men of genius. (laughs) Okay, first of all, let's stop there. That's a terrible argument, Don Jr. And let me know in the chat that you guys can hear this. Because I don't know how the audio works. I'm technically retarded. But anyways, that's a terrible argument, Don Jr. Because if Anheuser-Busch is such an iconic company that traditionally leans more conservative and is all of a sudden going woke, then that's not a reason to go easy on them. That's more of a reason to send a message. That's more of a reason to boycott them. Because you want to show any of these other companies that are on the fence you know, debating whether or not they should sell their soul as well, that this is what happens if you do this. The people are going to rise up, and you're going to lose everything. Okay, nobody's going to buy. People are finally willing to take a stand and inconvenience themselves a little bit in the name of standing for their morals and their principles. And when you send that message, it's going to be received by a lot of other companies. Okay, so go woke, go broke is the message you want to send when an iconic American company does a 180 and puts a trainee on their beer can and shows that they're devoted to the radical left's cause. That's what you do. You don't say, eh, let's give them a mulligan. You know, eh, they got a pretty good track record, so that that's a terrible argument. Anyways, let me check the chat, make sure you guys can hear. Everybody good? All right, well, we're going to hit play anyway. I don't see anybody commenting. So we're going to hit play. I'm going to assume you can hear it. (laughs) This this is where they were. So what are they doing? What on earth are they doing with a trans TikToker in a bathtub? It's bizarre. Is this a one-off colossal screw-up, or is it something bigger? 
This could be just the act of one rogue, woke lunatic in a marketing department filled with leftist staffers. Okay, that I also think is a ridiculous argument. And anybody that goes for this is, you know, they're pulling the wool over your eyes with this scapegoat argument. This whole thing that it was just one rogue marketing person's decision and the higher-ups weren't aware, if you believe that, then you're a fool. I'm sorry. That's a scapegoat excuse. Blaming the marketing department and acting like the higher-ups were not aware is total bullshit. You know, because this this isn't a one-time thing. They've perpetually been pushing this ESG agenda. They've been going woke and pushing the ESG stuff. They, They had the rainbow beer cans for pride month and you know when they first came out with the dylan mulvaney ad campaign and they received all the public backlash they didn't denounce it they doubled down and gave more deals to dylan mulvaney they didn't back off of it whatsoever okay so so that tells you that the higher-ups did know the higher-ups do know and they're just as much a part of it the ceo has been ousted as a CIA operative, okay? So this wasn't a one-time deal. We should just give them a mulligan. You know, the, the whole company knew. And to my knowledge, even though we got that half-assed apology from the CEO, which wasn't really an apology, but more or less saying, um, well, we never meant to get into politics. We didn't intend for this to be divisive. Yeah, you did, you dumb bastard. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You did it anyway. But, you know... Even, though, even after you got that half-assed apology and this blaming of the marketing department, the vice president of marketing or whatever, nobody's been fired. Nobody's been fired. So if it was one person's fault, then why hasn't that one person been fired? Nobody seems to be asking that question. The Daily Wire is now reporting that no one at the senior level of Anheuser-Busch was aware of the partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. That makes sense, and I saw a little bit about that. Uh, Charlie Kirk was talking about it. My friend and friend of the show uh, was talking about it the other day, so I decided to look in on it. I had my team get into the details, and we looked into the political giving and lobbying history of Anheuser-Busch, and guess what? They actually support Republicans. In, in woke corporate America, Anheuser-Busch supports Republicans. Last cycle, their employees and their PAC gave about 60% to Republicans and 40% to Democrats. That's literally almost unheard of in corporate America, where it's really easy to go woke, where they do so constantly, where there's a consequence to actually being a conservative. So 60-40 to the conservative side is kind of a big deal. And they actually went pretty big for some important races. For example, they went big for Kevin McCarthy's effort to take back the House and fire Nancy Pelosi. That's a big one. Okay, we had Kevin, he was the first, like, guest on the show, uh, and, you know, people criticized me at the time for supporting him because I knew the guys he had brought in for months prior to that and what he was going to do, and honestly, I think we're looking at the results, we're seeing his favorability, like, he's delivering all the promises that he made to the Republican base. And Except for releasing the Jan 6 tapes, which he said that he was going to do and still hasn't done. Uh, that's not a really good argument either. Oh, they were big on Kevin McCarthy. Well, I'm not big on Kevin McCarthy, okay? I'm not big on Kevin McCarthy, Don Jr., so 
that really doesn't appeal to me, big guy. And by the way, this this all comes back to the fact that who gives a damn? Who cares if they gave money to Republicans? This isn't about you're making an argument that if you just give enough money to to the right people, then you can do evil stuff and then it's okay. And that's not how it works. Okay? And also, oh, in the last election cycle, they donated 60% to Republicans and 40% to Democrats. Wow. You know, that's unheard of in corporate America. I'm sorry, but that doesn't mean a damn thing to me. If you're giving money to any Democrat at this point, there's something wrong with you. And 40% is a lot. Okay? 40% is almost half. So it's almost 50-50. And I actually did a little research this morning, and uh, I found that in the 20... Hold on a sec. In the 2020 election cycle... They gave more money to Joe Biden than Donald Trump. So what's up with this? Like this, they, they gave more money to Joe Biden than they gave to your dad. So I don't know why you're, why you're defending him so much. You know, something tells me Don Jr. might have some stock, some stock in Anheuser-Busch. And guys, I'm going a little hard on Don Jr., okay? But that's because this really pissed me off. You know, one one of the best things that's come from this is the fact that Despite Don Jr., who largely represents his father and and is a, a key figure in the MAGA base, is saying all this, the overwhelming vast majority have responded by saying, hell no, you don't speak for me, you don't get to make my decisions, and have said largely what I'm saying now, which is that morals, principles, and values come before money. You know, this is not a good argument. People are not supportive of this, and it's actually very refreshing. It's very refreshing, you know? Because, you know, coming back to this argument that he's making, 40% to Democrats, okay? Let me ask you guys a question, all right? Those of you that got kids out there. If there was a guy that was 40% a pedophile, would you let him babysit your kids? You know, would you say that's a good guy? No, we're talking about giving 40% of the money to the Democrat Party, which whose platform is to destroy the country, destroy the currency, destroy the family, destroy everything we know and love, and you're telling me that because a company only gives 40% of its money to support all that, is doing a great job and we should support them and you know, stop the boycott, give them a mulligan. They didn't, they didn't mean to. It was just a big oopsie-daisy. Come on, man. How about... How about you encourage people to support small, patriotic businesses that don't support any of this woke bullshit? How about that? You know, that's an alternative. I, You know, like I said, I normally agree with Don Jr. I think he's right a lot. In fact, I agree with him more than I agree with his dad when it comes to the COVID vaccines. But this is a terrible take, and it actually shows a lack of character from Don Jr., whether he realizes it or not. You know, his main reasoning, we should stop the boycott because uh, Anheuser-Busch has made political contributions to Republicans. Okay, and, you know, they literally, this company recently decided to spit in the face of its consumers, insult and appropriate women, push this trans agenda that's legitimately harming kids. And guys, I don't care about Dylan Mulvaney. I'm pretty sure Dylan Mulvaney is an adult. 
Um, I don't care about that specific person's individual choices. And whether you agree with me or not, I'm not anti-trans as as a whole. I'm not anti-gay. I'm not anti-people doing whatever they want with them th- themselves and their bodies and their lifestyle as adults. But we all know that this comes down to a much, much bigger picture. This isn't just a, this. This is about our country being destroyed from the inside out, and we and we all know it. Okay, and this company has made it clear that they've sworn their allegiance to the left and that agenda. Not to mention, this company is a member of the World Economic Forum. Okay, so this isn't a minor oopsie. You don't get a, a mulligan on this one. You don't get forgiveness for doing evil things just because you gave a little money to the right people. You know, this is what he's saying. If you give enough money, then you can get away with it. And that's not how it works. And this whole movement has really energized the people. People who feel that they really don't have any power right now as their their rights and their liberties are being stripped away day after day by an illegitimate regime which has insulated itself from any accountability by hijacking elections. So where it used to be, our power is if you do things we don't like, we can vote you out of office. We don't have that power. So largely we have no recourse. And these people, these tyrannical, evil people are doing things. And we just have to sit back and watch largely. But this movement has shown the people, hey, wait a second. I can still vote with my wallet. And what's really driving all of this is the big, powerful people with all the money, right? And so if I take that money away from them, then I'm actually affecting change. So it's energized and whatever the opposite of demoralizing people is, you know, it's moralized people, it's energized people, it's given people some sort of hope, some sort of direction, and Don Jr. wants to come out and condemn that. Why? Because, well, we wouldn't want to lose any of those campaign donations, which don't go to you, by the way. They don't go to you. It doesn't, it doesn't benefit you in the slightest. The, the, the money that might go to politicians, we can't, we can't allow them. We, we can't allow this boycott to continue, you know? It's so ridiculous, man. Corporations need to feel the consequences of terrible decisions like this or they're going to continue to do the same thing. Now, ultimately, you guys know I've talked about this on Telegram a little bit. Uh, I think that going after these corporations one by one is the equivalent of playing whack-a-mole, you know, because really this is all being driven by BlackRock and the major banks that are pushing this ESG. They're giving these corporations basically social credit scores so they're all flaunting and trying to show how woke they are to appease their uh primary shareholders blackrock and vanguard you know and so i think that we need to while i think we need to continue the boycotts on the individual companies we need to really target the source but nonetheless we need to continue the boycotts on the individual companies you know this insanity that, that you're seeing with all this trans shit. It's not about trans rights. It's not about protecting 
uh, a class of people from hatred and you know it, it's not about them being seen and affirmed with their identity it's not about any of that it's about disru- disrupting the nuclear family structure structure turning the world inside out destroying norms and at the end of the day what it's really about and i'll prove it to you it's about the state demonizing the parents and removing kids from the home so they can abuse them. And if you don't believe me, well, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Washington passes bill allowing children to legally be taken from parents if parents don't consent to gender transition. This is not a joke, people. This is a bill that passed in Washington state. Senate Bill 5599, sponsored by Senator Marco Lias, will allow certified shelters to contact the Department of Children, Youth, and Families instead of parents for children seeking reproductive health services or gender-affirming care. Holy crap. So, so this is what's happening. This is where all this leads. Okay, and Washington is leading the charge. California is trying to do the same thing. I'm sure other states are working on similar bills. But what the, the Democrats in Washington state just passed a law making it legal for the state to steal your children from your home and mutilate them, and they do not have to notify the parent. And they'll pay for the mutilation of your children with your tax dollars. So you send your kids to school, which is an indoctrination camp, and they fill their head with a bunch of stupid ideas about pronouns and convince them that the the, the solution to all their problems is to chop their balls off or whatever, your kid comes home and tells you they want to change genders and you now have to go along with it. Because if you don't and that kid runs away, they can seek asylum in these places, right? And they don't have to tell you about it. And they can get gender-affirming surgery, which includes uh, hormone blockers and all this stuff. They're... they're, they're They're going to be providing life-altering treatment that causes sexual dysfunction and disruption to their natural uh, development through puberty that is permanent. And they don't have to tell you about it. This bill, and, and, and the reason they're able to get away with this is because this bill places you parents out there that believe there's only two genders and believe that children aren't old enough to consent for this stuff, you are now the abusers. They put you in the same category as a child abuser. They make you the bad guy for believing that they're not old enough to consent and make these life-altering decisions. Because you believe water is wet, you're now an abuser. This is the, the point of no return. And this is where all of this shit leads. So when you see a tranny on a beer can and, and people say, you know, that you're, you're, you're being triggered, the left, they're mocking people saying, oh, you're getting this upset over a beer can. It's not about the damn beer can. It's about the bigger picture here that we all see happening before our eyes step by step by step. And at the very end, you know, I might get called a conspiracy theorist, but I don't give a damn because it's right in front of your face. This is going towards normalizing pedophilia. Don't believe me? Check it out. 
A new report from the United Nations has called for all forms of drug use and sexual activity to be decriminalized globally. Now, what I'm about to read for you. At first, I thought it was a conspiracy. I didn't believe it, but I went and read the actual report. And this is a direct quote from this report from the United Nations. Quote, with respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Enforcement may not be linked to the sex slash gender of participants or age of consent to marriage. Moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum, minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual. In fact, if not law. In this context, the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacity of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual, consensual sexual conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them, pursuant to their evolving capacities and progressive auto autonomy, persons under 18 years of age should participate in decisions affecting them with due regard to their age, maturity, and best interests, and with specific attention to non-discrimination guarantees. So I'm telling you guys, that's where all of this leads. Because when you're trying to, when you've created an, uh, when you've created a, a, um, an ideology, which seeks to Make the argument that children are old enough to consent to make life-altering decisions. What's the next logical step? Children are old enough and mature enough to make the decision to consent to sex with adults. You understand? what That's where all of this leads. And so that's why, as a father, you know, this is something that I feel I have to fight against. All right. And so when Don Jr. comes out and he makes a statement about how, you know, we need to end the boycott because they're contributing to Republicans, that just pisses me off, man. And this movement is not about the Trump family at the end of the day. And that's what this proves because the majority of people seem to feel the same way as I do. You know, Trump, especially his son, he doesn't speak for me. He doesn't make decisions for me. Um, and so this is, uh, this is something that I feel is, is personal at this point. Now, we're going to move on to this super PAC that is backing DeSantis that has put out a vicious attack ad against Donald Trump, which most nobody's heard about it because, well, I mean, that just is a testament to how effective that the ad was. But it does mark a clear escalation in this Trump v. DeSantis thing. And I think it's important enough to talk about it. But first, check out nicklovesgold.com. The last time the economy looked this bad, the stock market tanked, the U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300% and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to go to nicklovesgold.com, because when you do, not only will you get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Visit nicklovesgold.com. That's nicklovesgold.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now to the big enchilada. 
And uh, please be sure to smash that rumble button if you haven't already. We've got, let's see, 238 people watching and 50 rumbles. That's not too bad. That's not too bad, but we can do better, okay? We can do better. Also, I forgot to say this at the beginning, we're going to fire up another show over on Locals immediately after this one. So be sure to click that red join button. Go to nickmoseeder.locals.com and join us over there. It's free to watch. You do not have to be a paid supporter. And as soon as we're done, we're going to fire that up. Okay, so here we go. Shots fired. DeSantis attack ad calling Trump a coward on gun control dropped right before former president's NRA speech and warned he doesn't deserve a second chance. So, I mean, this didn't even blip on my radar. The only reason I know about this is by sheer accident. Because, you know, it's part of my job to scour every media outlet on the internet and find stories to cover for this show, right? But uh, nobody really was talking about this, and it's, it's really a testament to how effective this ad was. But I do want to give it a little bit of attention so that people can see, clear as day, that the DeSantis campaign is not at all a campaign for DeSantis. It's actually a campaign to attack Trump and destroy the MAGA movement, and that's all that it is. Wait till you see this, okay? Now, if, if you remember, we did a segment on the show, I think last week, talking about how the globalists behind DeSantis, they've been looking at the polling numbers, uh, and they're starting to see DeSantis's numbers tanking. And they're realizing, you know, while DeSantis had a lot of momentum following the midterms, because everybody was saying, Oh, all Trump's picks, they lost, but DeSantis won in an epic landslide, which means that he's now the top Republican candidate. He's leading the Republican Party now. Trump is a thing of the past. Yeah, all that shit kind of just fell to the wayside. It was a flash in the pan. You know, it it lasted for about two seconds, you know, which um, I imagine... Never mind. I was going to make a dirty joke about lasting two seconds. But anyways, so... They're realizing that the momentum for DeSantis has started to fizzle out. And meanwhile, Trump's indictment has skyrocketed his popularity to a degree that no one could have imagined. Okay, DeSantis is being obliterated right now and becoming irrelevant. So, as we talked about, some of the DeSantis donors um, that wanted him to run are now pulling back a bit and reconsidering whether or not they should cut their losses. While others have said it's time to go on offense. It's time for DeSantis to switch up his strategy. And instead of sitting back and while Trump's calling him a groomer and a gay man, (laughs) I still can't talk about that without laughing. You guys remember Trump came out with that that statement. After DeSantis took a little side swipe at Trump about the indictment, Trump came out and he was like, you know, DeSantis... He's young in politics. He's going to quickly uh, know what it's like to have accusations made against him. You know, it, it may be an underage girl, and it may be a man, baby. <laughs> he might be he might be half a queer. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, re- remember that? So DeSantis has been like, well, you know, I hear all this stuff, but really it's just noise. Okay, the mainstream media, they're attacking me every day. And I just ignore it, and I keep my focus on Florida. I'm so focused on Florida, I don't have time to respond to attacks. That's been his strategy thus far. And clearly that's not working out, because nobody's buying that bullshit. You're on a book tour, dude. 
You're, you're running a shadow campaign for your 2024 election bid, and everybody knows it. So the donors um, backing DeSantis, they've realized this, and they're starting to say, all right, all right, the, the, the jig is up. Everybody knows you're going to run, and so it's time to go on offense. And so they came out, the, the, the super PAC backing DeSantis came out with this ad last week, and they put it out just moments before Trump spoke at the NRA convention. Now, this super PAC is called the Never Back Down PAC, and they released this political hit calling Trump a gun grabber, a coward, and saying that he abandoned the NRA and doesn't deserve a second chance. So let's go ahead and watch the ad if you haven't seen it already. Trump promised NRA members he'd have their back. But when Second Amendment rights came under attack, Trump abandoned us and stood with liberal Democrats. Our side. You guys, half of you are so afraid of the NRA. We have to fight them every once in a while. That's okay. Some of you people are petrified of the NRA. You can't be petrified. They have great power over you people. They have less power over me. I don't need it. I don't, what do I need? That is why I have called for red flag laws. Or I take the firearms first and then go to court. I like taking the guns early. Take the guns first, go through due process. He and I introduced another assault weapons bill. Diane, you have some very good ideas. Diane, if you could add what you have also, and I think you can, into the bill. Yeah, so Joe, can, are you ready? Can you do that? Joe, can you do that, Pat? Can you add? Yeah, if you help. Well, no, I'll help, but can you add what Amy and what Diane have? Can we add them in? We're talking about uh, rules and regulations for purchasing. We're talking about changing an age from 18 to 21. I mean, I say that it should all be at 21. We do strong background checks. We're getting rid of the bump stocks. Trump cut and run like a coward. Trump, the gun grabber, doesn't deserve a second chance. All right, so uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> now, that's a pretty damn good hit piece. I'm not going to lie. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves here. Some of the material in that ad are legitimate criticisms of Trump. Okay? Criticisms which I've made myself. Trump banning bump stocks and calling for red flag laws. Uh, I don't... You guys know what red flags laws are, right? I mean, we were demonizing Dr. Oz because he came out in support of red flagging, but, you know, Trump did it, and nobody talks about that. But the the, the super PAC backing DeSantis obviously wants to resurrect that one because it's a pretty big deal. Red flagging is basically like the, the DOJ monitoring your social media posts, and if they determine that you are uh, a threat to yourself or others then they can come seize your firearms, no due process whatsoever, and then you have to go to court and fight to get them back. Like, they red flag you. So that's a pretty damn unconstitutional thing, if you ask me, and a pretty big deal that Trump said that, okay? I mean, I mean, just imagine the reversal. If there was a quote, an old quote from DeSantis, saying, we should disarm the public and worry about due process later. Uh, people would flip their shit, man, and use that as evidence to say DeSantis is a Marxist Trojan horse, not to be trusted. That would be ample evidence for everybody to stop trusting DeSantis, but Trump did it, and everybody says it, you know, it's 5D chess or something, right? No other conservative could make that comment and get away with it. No other conservative could possibly say that. These are legitimate 
horrible takes from Donald Trump. And let's remember, Donald Trump was a Democrat most of his life in Manhattan. Um, a lot of his conservatism kind of began when he when he ran. <laughs> kind of began when he ran. You know, uh, he was he was pro-abortion, pro-LGBT, pretty anti-Second Amendment, and stuff like that. And so when he took office in 2016, there was still a little bit of that stuff left over. And Donald Trump made some decisions and said some things that I don't actually agree with. And I don't think there's any politician or, you know, anybody in any sphere that I agree with 100% of the time. But uh, let's focus on the most important thing here. Words are one thing. Uh, Trump's actual voting record regarding the Second Amendment is what's really important. And remember, this political hit piece Trump was di- promised oops. NRA members. Whoops, was directed towards the NRA saying we shouldn't give Trump a second chance. And I find it interesting that here, September 24th, 2020, the NRA gave their endorsement to Donald Trump for his uh, strength in regard to our Second Amendment. And they gave plenty of examples of how Trump defended the Second Amendment during his presidency, including uh, vetoing bills, the, the Bipartisan Background Check Act, the Enhanced Background Check Act. Uh, Trump also announced his unsigning of the anti-gun United Nations Arms Trade Treaty that former President Barack Obama had ratified in 2013. You know, and, and the main, one of the main things here is his judicial nominations, appointing all of these pro-Second Amendment conservative justices uh, across the federal court circuit, as well as three conservative Supreme Court justices. You know, which without them, you know, I know that the the, the three uh, justices aren't perfect, but it would be a lot worse if they were liberal judges, okay? And so they concluded this with saying, in sum, President Donald Trump is the clear choice when it comes to protecting the Second Amendment and the U.S. Constitution. So clearly there's no bad blood here, you know, considering this ad was directed at the NRA, I think it's important to look at what the NRA actually says about Trump and his record on the Second Amendment, and they don't seem too unhappy. But anyways, let's come back to the main point here. This ad, as you noticed, um, was an attack on Trump. It wasn't DeSantis saying, look at my record on the Second Amendment. It wasn't DeSantis putting forth policies for 2024. No, it was a direct assault on Donald Trump. Now, to be fair... This ad wasn't actually produced by DeSantis. It's not an official campaign ad. Um, This is actually the work of the people that are backing DeSantis, obviously. And the person who launched this Never Back Down PAC, his name is Ken uh, Cuccinelli, and he served in the Trump administration. So we've got another former Trump official with TDS that's now running anti-Trump campaign ads for Ron DeSantis. And this is the PAC receiving millions of dollars from globalists who don't care about this country, and they certainly don't care about Ron DeSantis. I'm telling you guys, they see DeSantis as a means to an end. When people say, oh man, they're not going to let DeSantis run because he'll get too scarred up in the process and no one will vote for him in 2028. These people don't give a shit about that. They care about destroying Donald Trump. In 2028, Donald Trump is... Either he's going to be too old or he's already served his two terms. They don't have to worry about him anymore. 
They don't care about DeSantis in 2028. So they are trying to get they're trying to get him to run to divide MAGA. That's what this is all about. Okay? This ad, it doesn't make a single person want to vote for DeSantis. The only thing it does is attempt to make a few people not want to vote for Donald Trump. Okay? And that's what DeSantis's whole campaign is going to be centered around. The whole thing. Because that's what DeSantis is being paid to do. So be prepared. Because I, for one, don't think for a second that despite the fact that DeSantis' numbers are in the toilet, that he's going to drop out of the race. Because he's all that they've got. What are they going to do? Uh, move away from DeSantis and move on to Chris Christie? You know, and it, Chris Christie and his FUPA for 2024? That's not going to happen. He's all that they've got. And they didn't give him $30 million for him not to run. Now, there's people that think DeSantis is a white hat and he's, you know, he's going to take all this globalist money and then become Trump's VP pick. Okay. All right. I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. But I don't see any evidence for that yet. Um, And so I just wanted to put this out there and give a little commentary about how I think things are about to escalate here. And you're going to see more and more of these types of ads. And as it happens, there's going to be a lot of division. Because people can't seem to wrap their mind around, you know, we're all on the same team at the end of the day. Maybe some people are being duped by all of this and turning away from Trump, but that doesn't make them your enemy. I want people to remember that. At the end of the day, we all believe in conservative values, you know? And if we we allow ourselves to be divided like this, then we deserve it. You know, you, you deserve it then. Because that's exactly what they're attempting to do. So if you allow it to happen, then they win. But if you can understand what their intentions are and what their goal is, then you can rise above it. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Now, we're going to shut this show down. We've been running for about an hour now. Please don't forget to smash that rumble button and share this broadcast to your social media pages. That would be awesome. Um, don't forget we're also on iTunes and Spotify. We got like 15 reviews on iTunes, which I really, really appreciate. Uh, but the more of you guys go over there to iTunes and Spotify and give us a little engagement, the more new people will see it. So if you if you could check us out over there, that'd be awesome. And what we're going to do is we're going to fire up another live stream on Locals. So it's free to watch. Just click that red join button or go to nickmoseeder.locals.com and look for the live stream. It's going to be up in just a few minutes. Anyways, thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.